bow our heads for prayer. Heavenly Father, as we progress to the end of this season of Easter, we are mindful of the gift that you have given to us and the life that we have in Jesus Christ. We pray, O oh Lord, that you would help us to live the gospel in our lives every day. We pray, give us the strength and the courage and the guidance. In Jesus' name, amen. The sixth Sunday of Easter reminds us that there is one Sunday left in the Easter season. The Easter season lasts from the day of resurrection all the way to the ascension of our Lord in Pentecost. It's a reminder to us in this season that, that we celebrate the life that we have in Christ and a reminder that as we have life in Christ that we are to live the gospel, to live it out in a different way from the rest of the world. To live the gospel is to, in a sense, be different and distinct. In our first reading today, we see that Paul is very much about following the will of God and living the gospel. It's interesting to note that today our lesson on Lydia is one of the same lessons that we had back during the season of Lent as we were preparing for the crucifixion of our Lord. That we were mindful in thy will be done that it is God's will that we live the gospel in a way that impacts the lives of people around us. And that's exactly what Paul was doing as he went on his missionary journeys. And he was always asking God where he should go. Now what's interesting about Lydia is that uh, Lydia herself is probably a former slave. In fact, we know that the name Lydia she embraces because there was once a kingdom called Lydia. And when, when slaves were often freed, they would take the name of a local place. Uh, the kingdom of Lydia came to an end hundreds of years before uh, Christ came, but it was still a common name in the area. And incidentally, it was in Asia Minor, in the same area of Thyatira, where Lydia is from. Paul wanted to go there. He wanted to share the gospel in Asia, that Roman province. But God tells him in a dream to go to Macedonia. And he arrives in Macedonia, and who does he find? But Lydia, who's from the very place he wanted to go. And so in preaching the word to Lydia, the Holy Spirit works in her heart and her life, and she is baptized by Paul. And in being baptized by Paul, she invites him and his entourage into her house and plays hostess there. Now we know from historical evidence that the city that he wanted to go to, the one that, that Lydia was from, the city of Thyatira, becomes a very important center of Christian thought later on. And so tradition tells us that Lydia took the gospel and went back to Asia 
to her home place and shared the gospel with people there. In other words, she was living the gospel and living it in a life of faith. And so the question we ask today is, how do I live the gospel? Because we talk about being believers and we talk about believing in Jesus Christ, but when you look at Christians and say, you need to live the, the, the gospel, uh, that, that, that Christianity should be about living the gospel and people get that blank stare on their face, well, what does that mean? Well, there are a couple of ways to think about this. First of all, dipping your toe in a lake is not going swimming. And going to church is not living your faith. That's a hard statement. Let me explain this a little further. Simply going to a football game and being in the cheering section is not the same as playing the game. Even becoming a rabid fan is not quite the same as being on the field and playing the game. Too many times in our Christian faith, we think that attending church is all there is to it. And we cheer the people on who are doing the work of the kingdom in the church. Great job, pastor. Great job to those who are doing this or to that. But you know, and some of us know this from experience, the fans in the stands can cheer as loud and as hard as they want to, and it doesn't contribute a thing to a national championship. Right, Al? Okay, just checking. You see, what Christ tells us to do is to get in the game, to live the gospel in our lives every day, to be involved, and it's not sitting on the sidelines or, or being in the stands, but being real in the game. And so how do we do it? How do we live the gospel of Jesus Christ? Well, the scripture gives us some clear lessons and understanding. First of all, we repent. There's a reason that we have in every worship service a confession of our sins. It's a reminder to us of our own weaknesses, our own shortcomings, our own struggles in life. It's a reminder to us that the power to live in faith comes from Jesus Christ. And so we repent of our sins and we return to that cross daily by faith, being empowered to live and to walk by faith, trusting that we have a God who loves us. And just like players on a sports team need to study the playbook, we need to be in God's word. We need to understand what God says what he says about us. 
what he says about the world. We need to be reminded that God loves each and every one of us. And that we all start in a different place in our faith relationship with God. That we start in a place where God sets our feet on a path. And that he encourages us to walk that path. You go, well, that's great, Pastor, but I don't know how to find which direction the path goes. Well, that brings us to the next thing, and that is to be a people of prayer. When we read God's word to, to, to take it into our hearts, we often need to, in fact, I would say we don't often, we always need to fold our hands and bow our head and say, Lord, use your word to guide me, to shape me, to mold me, to help me to understand what it means to live the gospel in my life so that other people see Christ in me. What it means to live the gospel in a way that says, I am not ashamed of the gospel of Jesus Christ, for it is the power of God unto salvation for all who believe. Help me to understand, Lord, that someone may not come to faith without my guiding them and leading them there. Help me not to fear the world, but to live the gospel in the face of a world that rejects it. Help me not to fear and to be ashamed to call myself a believer in Jesus Christ, but to know that as I proclaim Christ in my words and in my deeds, that others will come to know him. Remind me, Lord, that it is a disciple that I am to love like Jesus, that I am to love others and embrace them in the way that you have loved and embraced me. To live the gospel is to tune out the things of the world and to embrace the things of God. It is to set aside the attitudes of the world and to have a heart and an attitude of, like that of Christ Jesus. Easy? No. Because every time we walk that path, the devil's out there throwing all sorts of stumbling blocks across the way. He tries to whisper into our ears, you're not good enough to be that kind of a Christian. You know what you do when the devil starts whispering those kind of things in your ear? You go, you know what? I'm not good enough to be that kind of a Christian, and I don't have to be. Because, you see, Christ died for me, and he loves me, and he forgives me, and he dwells in my heart. And that is good enough for me. We live struggling with our sinfulness, but rejoicing in what Christ has done for us on a cross. And so my friends, we get out of the stands, we move past the rabid fan, and we join the team, and we become involved in the kingdom in whatever corner God places us.
we live. We live the gospel. We live the good news of salvation in Jesus Christ. And we engage the world with hope, with joy, and with love. And especially with the news of the death and resurrection of Jesus Christ. Because you see, Christ is risen. He is risen indeed. Hallelujah. That's the message. Let's live it and proclaim it. In Jesus' name, amen. And now may the peace of God, which passes all of our human understanding, keep your hearts and minds in the true faith of God in Christ Jesus unto life everlasting. Amen.